Sorry, I just never met anybody who's fucked their own son. Fair point. Me neither. It's giving never talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> Paul, I'm talking about incest. Are you telling me that you fucked your son, Paul? Gina, I come to you for help, and you're having orgasms all over the room. <sighs> what am I gonna do? Don't fight it. What kind of advice is that? I'm Katie. And I'm Claire. And this is You Like That? The podcast where I make Katie watch Golden Age pornography and talk about it. It's time for Taboo Part 2. <laughs> Are you so... Be... I can't wait to be done with this movie. I can't wait to get it out of my mind. <laughs> I would very like... much like to move on personally. But it seems like it needed to be covered. It felt important. Yeah, I. we would have to cover it at some point. And like I said, Milf Island forced my hand. Speaking of incest... Or not Milf Island, sorry, that's the 30 Rock show. Um, Milf Manor, which is basically Milf what... Milf <laughs> Same concept. Same fucking thing. The only reason they didn't name it Milf Island is because 30 Rock had picked that name already. Otherwise, they would have, because it's the exact same thing. It's, it actually, Milf- it's more fucked up than the 30 Rock, because it's their sons. Yeah. The alliteration you... is also fun with Milf Manor. That's true. You know? uh. um, I think I'm caught up. I don't know. I We are fully sort of back in the swing of my specific reality TV choices. Um, so mm. I'm like jumping around all over the place, like Peacock, Discovery Plus, Netflix. Like it's too many fucking apps, man. There's too many apps. There's too many dating shows. And yet I keep watching all, and they're not even dating shows. This isn't dating. No. I don't know what this is. No, it's, it's entertainment. It's yeah. it's perfect. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's peak content. It's, it's specifically engineered in a lab for no thoughts. That's what yeah. it's for. We just stare at it and you let your brain get scrambled. Speaking of incest, though, I was on Twitter and I saw someone call Clueless an in- a pro incest movie. Oh, yeah, I can actually see that. I very much got like, I That's think not that the incest. Da- I think the dad is like more. It's the dad and and what's her face, right? That's the no. They're the saying argument. no, Cher and Josh, because they were oh. step siblings for a moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm gonna not, go with. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with like that's the tweet for this one. I'll tell you, like that's, I th- that's a yes for me. You, you think you think that's incest? I don't think that's well, let incest. Me, let man. me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Do you think cruel intentions is incest? I've only seen that once. They're step-siblings, right? Here's the thing. I think incest is when you fuck someone that's related to you. Cher and Josh are not related. They were related by law for a moment when their parents were married. They did not grow up as children together. Functionally, they are not brother and sister. All right. 
However, if their parents procreate, then they are related. Why? But their parents aren't even married anymore. Their parents are already divorced. For the purposes purposes of Clueless, I will let you have this because it's clearly upsetting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Just just by definition, it's not incest. Are we really going to like sit here and try to argue that fucking your step-sibling is totally like normal and chill? (laughs) No, but they're not step-siblings. Okay, They're not. I, have lost, They're pa- I have fully lost the thread of what we are talking about, culturally speaking, at this point. I thought we were still talking about Cruel Intentions, but... No, you brought up Cruel Intentions. I've been talking about Clueless this entire time. You're trying to you're trying to redirect with Cruel Intentions, which is a much different... I don't remember the details, I, but I am certain Clueless is not pro-incest. They... They didn't grow up as siblings. They weren't raised in the same house. Their parents are not married. So let me ask you this. Let's say your mom dated a guy when she was in high school. No, your mom married a guy before she married your father. They had a kid. No, they don't have a kid. Sorry. (laughs) Wait. Well, they may have. I might have been that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Your mom was married to a guy. We'll call him Paul. Then your mom gets married to your father. You are born. Paul okay. then has another child with another woman. We'll call him Bill. If you and Bill get together, that's not incest. Well. No, it it's, isn't. It's complicated. Sure. <laughs> it's messy. Sure. <laughs> Lots of things are complicated and you messy. Know, I feel like I don't have the authority nor uh, like really even the interest to be um weighing in on this debate in any meaningful way um i think that that's you know very m- we live in a society man that's really like you're gonna you're gonna we live in a society this that is such a pun all right fine you know what? we need to move on to talk about actual incest oh, anyway God. well actually it's not even actually incest because it's acting but it's a movie it is it's a mixies. and you know what so the fuck is clueless it's also a fucking movie based on Jane Austen, by the way. It's yeah. it's literature. It's a I. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm gonna be honest. I have to come clear. I, I love that fucking movie so much, and I'm getting heated. The Zoomers. I think they use words too liberally sometimes. I think they're throwing around incest a little too uh, loosey goosey. That's my opinion. Okay. All right, Miss. Go to a library. Like, <laughs> go to a library. Yeah. Is that is that a Zoomer meme? I don't know what you're referencing. No, I'm just saying it's the energy you're giving off right oh, okay. now. That's fine. Push, I love library. Push, push the glasses up the bridge of my nose. Um, it's Jane Austen, actually. <laughs> actually, it is. And I didn't even go to a regular high school. There you go. That's the public edge. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. We'll talk about that never. All right. When we last left Barbara and Paul, Barbara had just gotten out of the shower. She had put lotion on her tits. Her pervy son had watched her. She put on her stockings and her garters and her pink halter top dress that she hated. And then Paul ran away and ran back to his girlfriend and his girlfriend tries to like start fucking him. And he's like, you're always so horny and fights her off. And he hides his boner with a book. Barbara comes out. 
She says, your decrepit old mother has a date. And uh, and she walks out the door. And then Paul immediately jumps on his girlfriend, whose name I forget, but is played by the beautiful Dorothy LeMay. Yeah. And then we have Barbara in the car with Charlie. Do you remember Charlie? I know you didn't watch this movie five times. No. Uh, why don't you uh, jog my memory? Charlie uh, is immediately... He, so he's the guy that uh, her best, her terrible best friend, Gina, was like, oh, Charlie's a pussycat. You'd be safer in church. Charlie, it's immediately clear, Charlie is not a pussycat. Charlie's, you know, trying to grope her while he's driving, which is not safe. And then when she's like, well, stop that. He's like, I thought you were a swinger. And um, she's like, uh, no, I'm not a swinger. And when Kay Parker was talking about this scene, she's like, you know, I don't really remember that much about that guy, except for I remember I thought he was perfectly cast. I thought he was a creep. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. So then for the next while, it's it, the movie jumps back and forth between Barbara and Charlie and Paul and his girlfriend. So after this little conversation, we go back to Paul. He's getting a blowjob. And there's this song. I don't know if you remember the song, but it's very like, ooh, la, 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 la. <laughs> it seems right. like the la, la, la's go on forever. Yeah, and yeah. It just, la, 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 she's my woman. Over and over and over. And it's weird because the music in this movie, there's not a lot of it. Like when, when, uh, Barbara's getting dressed there's no music at all and now there's just like this very aggressive la 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 song do you think that it was supposed to be intentionally like irksome I don't think so no I think they thought well, they were doing something yeah well <laughs> you know I think not every swing is a home run <laughs> that's true and not every woman is a swinger that's right. That's exactly right. And that's, that's what Charlie's right. about to find out. Oh, no. So yeah, we just see Paul getting a blowjob and they're 69ing. Then it's back to the car ride. Um, and Charlie's like, you just got a divorce. You must be ready for some pretty heavy action. And she says, this was a mistake. And he says, take it easy, baby. Trust old Charlie. Come on, baby. Loosen up. No one's going to bite you unless you want them to. What kind of a party is this? It's a swing party. Didn't Gina tell you anything? No. You mean swing like an orgy? And then Barbara just starts cursing Gina. She's like, that motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking Gina. Gina, it has to be said again, is a terrible friend. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. just a little goblin, a little sex goblin. With like... Is she well, pure id? Is that what that would be? Is she just pure id? You know, we've all got this friend. Do we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't have. I don't have this friend. I don't have a friend who would get turned on by the sound of me potentially being raped at work. Oh well, that's remember. True. That's Gina. Yeah, right, right, right. She's, she's a monster. <laughs> yeah, she's just not, not good company. What is her fucking problem? And why is Barbara friends? Well, Barbara did fuck her son, so maybe she's not. Maybe she doesn't have the 
the strongest head on her shoulders. I'm not sure we need to interrogate the uh, respective moral compass of these individual characters. You know what I mean? You know what? You know like, what? You're right. We don't. We don't do that here. <laughs> like, I just feel like, particularly for this one, it just seems <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's- like and I we've think, established pretty early on that like these cats are playing by an entirely different set of rules. <laughs> right, it's a movie. It's a it's a movie. It's, Just like the Skin and Marink, but mm. different. Um all actually. <laughs> what? It's not like Skin and Marink at all. It's very uncomfortable to watch in that Yeah, regard. I just mean it's a movie with a lot of um, foreboding energy. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They both, they actually, good point. Excellent point. Taboo and Skinamarink are one and the same, actually. You make a strong case. It's about, uh, it's about parents and children. There are a lot of parallels. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay, back to Paul. Now Paul is uh, fucking his girlfriend, whose names I keep forgetting. But it's that terrible. Remember that angle I brought up? I think it was in the Misty Beethoven episode where it's like, it's the man's butt under the woman, but it's from, you can just see everybody's asshole. Do you know what angle I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah, it's just like, you know, like, <laughs> It's just very, it's a very slappy angle. Anyway, they're in that position, which I hate. And she's like, fuck me, fuck me harder. I want to come. She does come. She gets her wish. And again, we're getting this message that Paul is very good at fucking. Finally, uh-huh. finally, that fucking song uh, fades. Comes to an end. Yeah. And then she says, Stir it around. See how juicy it is. And then the song comes right back. (laughs) It was a trap. It was a trick. We'll Um, never be free. And then he fucks her. He comes on her face. And again, uh, we get, she keeps sucking after he nuts. And then he puts his dick back in her. And I don't know why that happened so much in this movie, but it seemed, it was like a lot. It happened at least four times. Yeah. And mentioned that this is something that occurs frequently throughout this movie. And did, I have no explanation. I have no I explanation for that. Curdy, that's what Curdy wanted to shoot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Written by, written by a woman, directed by a man. That's exactly right. And we're... Uh, Back to the car, then back to the pop. Oh, yeah. They go back to the car for a second. And it's just them like riding in the car. Like nothing happens. Then it goes back to Paul. And she's like, gee, Paul, you never fucked me like that before. And he says, you really turned me on, honey. Liar. You are thinking of your mother's tits. And well, this is not me making this up. It flashes to a pic. It flashes back to his mother's tits. In case anyone was wondering what he was really thinking of. That is what he was thinking of. Um. And, you know, I I don't think that when you're having sex with someone, your mind can't wander. You you can you can dip in and out that, of. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. 
Okay. A following. You know, like your mind wanders sometimes. Like, I don't think that's like any form of infidelity, but I don't think you should think about your mom. Right. Exactly. Okay, yes. good. So, yeah. We're on we the agree. same page there. Yes. All right. Good. Um, that's a relief. <laughs> it was... What was funny is after um, after that scene, Kay Parker was like, Paul worked so hard in this. He had so many scenes. And she sounded proud of him, much like a mother. Like the way she said it did sound like she was proud of her son for doing such a good job. But like, I think that's just how she talks about everything, about everyone. Yeah. Like she's always like very kind and very like, she has a very nurturing quality to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay, now we're at... The swing party. Fucking Charlie. Come on, baby, loosen up. And she's like, what kind of party is this? Didn't Gina tell you anything? Um, no, no, Gina, Gina doesn't not- tell us shit. Gina, no. we've established Gina is not a reliable narrator. <laughs> in no. any sense. Not only did she not tell, the, not only did she omit very important details, she like lied. You know, she yeah. she deliberately misrepresented what kind of date this one was going to be. This scene was actually filmed at the Swingers Ranch in Berkeley. That is what it was called. Oh, no kidding. Is that a mm-hmm. real place in time? Yeah, that was a real place. What happened there? Was it just exactly as it? I think AIDS. Oh. If I were to what? guess. Because there were, well, there were a lot of those kind of clubs and like, you know, places where you know, like people could go to, to swing in the 70s. And then when, I mean, AIDS, if there were any hanging around into the late 80s, AIDS shut them down. I mean, that, I mean, that killed that whole culture, basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't know that that is what shut that one down, but I know, yeah. <laughs> I know it, did, it probably did not make it through. I was sort of just asking like, is it exactly what it sounds like? Just a place that you can go and swing, like just yes, like so, just a sex club. Yeah, basically just like a sex club. Like, did you notice it had like little sex cubbies? Yeah, yeah, there were little like sex cubbies, which were kind of cute. And then there's just like a big, what looks like a giant mattress um, with a floral sheet over it. Right. Where the, where the daisy, we'll get to the daisy chain. I don't want to preemptively talk about the daisy chain, but anyway, yeah. Swingers ranch. That's what it was called. And so they get there and immediately Barbara's like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And he says, bullshit. I drove over an hour and a half to get here. I'm not leaving. And this scene is actually to me very funny because she's sitting on the couch, like looking up at him. He's talking down at her. And then people just keep like standing in between her and the camera, which to me does like, a very good job at making you feel like one crowded and two like very out of place. Right. Like it, it creates discomfort and it's also just pretty funny. Um, and she kind of looks, she looks almost childlike in this moment. Like, cause she's just like peering up at him. She's distressed. Her eyes are all big. Like she is not happy to be there. And then he ditches her. Yeah. Like to later, go loser. To- Good luck. I would just leave. Like the whole well, thing, the, the whole thing with the scene is I was like, why not just go home? How's she getting home? 
I call a taxi? I don't know. Did they not have cars in the 80s, Claire? <laughs> like, well, no, they had cars. But I'm just saying, like, calling a taxi, how much is that going to, an hour and a half? Oh, I guess taxi? that was pretty far, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I don't even know. Like, I'm not sure what I would do in that situation because I just would not be in it to begin with. <laughs> but I right. feel like I, feel like I would just... I, yeah, I don't even know. I feel like just, or like find a, find a secluded corner and take a nap. You know what I mean? I do, but you have the power. You could do that. You can nap pretty much anywhere, which is impressive. Um, But the thing is, is that you never would have gotten in a car with a man named Charlie to begin with. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So especially this late. Charlie. Yeah. With his mustache and his top to bottom, just gonna be a note for me. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I guess that's a good point. Plot wise, she's kind of stuck. She's stranded, she's in it, she's like, Well, may as well make the most of it, I guess. <laughs> I'm well, here. I mean, I by making the most of it, she just sits there, like yeah, and just yeah. kind of waits for him to be done, hopes that he yeah. tires himself out quickly. Yeah. And so we we get to see what the orgy's like, and it's a well, at least one aspect of it is this daisy chain of twelve people. Um, mm-hmm. And during the commentary, excuse me, during the commentary, Curdy said like, "Oh yeah, it was. It, it took a full day to shoot." but they had to turn the air conditioner off because it was too loud for the cameras. Oh, no. And, and, like, I don't even know why they necessarily needed sound for all of that. But, yeah, they kept the air conditioner off, so everyone was just sweating and miserable. Um, a lot of people, like, it was, like, their first and only porn film. But uh, that kind of makes sense. I feel like in Berkeley you could find a few people to just be like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be in an orgy for a movie. And then like, it's not a career. It's just something they did. Yeah. Like these were, these were extras, not actors. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Barbara's kind of listening. She's kind of watching. She's curious. You can tell she's like, she's checking it out, but she's not ready to participate in something like, like this. While I was watching it, I couldn't help but think that there's something very dorky about group sex. And I oh can my say god, this. yes. Oh my god, absolutely. It is yes. One right? 100%. It's a very dorky activity to participate it in. And it's so counterintuitive because you think like, oh yeah, a bunch of people fuck it. What's cooler than that? It's not cool. It like it's no matter how attractive the people are, no matter how chic the setting is there is still an element of just utter cringe because it's silly. It's so silly. And the more people around you doing it, like the more obvious it becomes how silly sex is and how stupid it looks. Right. It's like, Oh, we're going full feral right now. This is just like, it's just very silly. We are, but animals. I know that's what it feels like honestly yeah yeah, that's like how it read to me when I was watching this like there was nothing like (laughs) erotic about this like and just oh my god with the added context of it just being hot as fuck and like miserable for everyone on set like oh can you imagine like god 
Yeah. It just really like takes the, the, you know, the mystery out of that. It takes the magic out of it. Especially like. It knocks the magic right out. Clean out. Especially because when you're like having sex with one person, you're like looking at one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can focus, you can close your eyes if you want. When you're in a group sex scenario, it, it seems rude to close your eyes. Because, mm-hmm. like, part of the point is you're supposed to be able to watch other people fuck while you're fucking. But, the, and there's just, but there's just so much going on. And then it's like, oh, is that what I look like doing this? Yes, it is, unfortunately. Too many stimuli. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was, I don't know if you noticed this, there was a really pretty group of three girls, and they were just all kind of licking each other. Did you yeah. see them? Yes. Did you? <laughs> Did you see? Did you catch them? Hey, did you catch them? Did you see them? I just wanted to make sure that you saw them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's good. I'm glad. Just a very, like, just a very dorky thing to ask. But good, you know what? Good on you to make sure. Like, we are We're nothing s- if not consistent here. We are staying on theme. Okay. Um, Oh, so then we cut after the pretty girls looking at each other. We cut back to the couch. Barbara's sitting there. A guy comes up and whispers something in her ear. And she says, you're young enough to be my son. And looks all scandalized. All right, Barbara. The lady doth protest too much, (laughs) methinks. Oh, boy. And then this other fucking guy comes up and starts trying to, like, lift her dress up and grope her. And she's saying, no. Stop like a bunch of times. She's not playing coy again. Like she's definitely setting some bounds. And that's one thing. If you're having an orgy and someone says no or stop, you fucking stop right then. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what how things were back in the seventies, but these days you will get eighty sixth real quick if you try to grope a lady who does not want to be groped. But anyway, he tries the uh, the classic tactic of being like oh don't be so uptight because that always works so well the interesting thing about that actor though is they became friends his name was cat sunlove i believe um and after this movie came out she did sort of like a tv show circuit where she was like kind of going around and defending the movie but also just porn like the industry in general and she said those things were always super stressful and like always filled with Christians, always very hostile. But that guy, Cat Sunlove, would show up and like, you know, to show solidarity and be in the audience. Okay, so that was nice. Well, I just th- I just thought nice. that was nice. Nice <laughs> little anecdote. Yeah, even though um, in the movie he says things like, "You got some nice melons there, baby." <laughs> I mean, you know. He's I mean, wrong. once once again, like not wrong, but the delivery not ideal, not ideal. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> and then finally, after more like no stop, uh, he finally says, "Well, shit, you're too tough for me, baby." And then he he uh, walks away. She got rid of him. I will note the men in this movie say "baby." Way more than they should. They just call every woman baby, and I do not like it. It's not a term of endearment. Like, it's it's it does feel... Usually, I I don't mind, like... I don't mind when a, when a nice waitress calls me sweetie, you know? I, I don't mind mm-hmm. little pet names. 
but they come across very hostile in this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's because they're coming, from, they're coming from men. They're coming not from the, rapey men. Not, not the nice lady serving you yes. waffles. You exactly. Know what I mean? like, and, and yeah, I think that's a really good point, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the difference. <laughs> but even like an old man at the grocery store, I think said, thanks, honey, to me today when I, when I like, was like, oh, you go ahead. And that didn't bother me. But again, it was uh, the, you're too tough for me, baby. I guess I'll stop groping you non-consensually now. Um, yeah. Not endearing. Just don't love it. Yeah. The vibes are off. Vibes are off. Speaking of vibes, we're back in the orgy now. Um, I do <laughs> like, I do like that there is a very prominent no eating or drinking in the playroom sign. Is that a thing? Like, is that a thing? Is that a thing in that people will try to eat and drink in the playroom or? Yeah, I'm just kind of like, like, are we talking like you can't bring your gin and tonic in here or like you absolutely may not bring your adult happy meal into the playroom and dip your French fries and ketchup while you're watching people fuck kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> How dare how dare you bring McDonald's into this sordid? Like, you know, like what what do you who's eating in there? Well, I think I think yeah. If you do bring your gin and tonic, I think what they're trying to prevent with that is if someone does bring their gin and tonic, you can spill the gin and tonic, and that's no fun. And then that's mm-hmm. something that the staff has to clean up later. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, some sex clubs do have buffets oh god <laughs> you know everybody's gotta eat again yeah everybody's got we're all just eat. animals right yeah <laughs> i will say I that this. i don't like i don't like that <laughs> i hate this so much <laughs> yeah i mean it's that not great but it is what it is um but anyway, none, none of that tomfoolery here. No buffet, no eating or drinking in the playroom. Good. Yeah. What's funny? So we're in this orgy scene in the commentary with Wait, Kay Parker. hold on though. What? Let me just make a Sorry. point here. Sure. I yeah. love that they're like, we don't want a mess in a room where literally dozens of people are having sex on top of every surface. Yeah. Imaginable. Yeah. But the surfaces are... Do you see my logic, though? It's like there's some dissonance happening here. (laughs) I guess... I see what you're saying. Yes, (laughs) there is a little bit of conflict. But what I would say is that when you go to an orgy, you're signing up for a certain kind of mess, right? You're signing up for, like, sweatiness and other bodily fluids and all that stuff. You're not signing up to get, like, a beer spilled on you. You know, it's just just a vibe killer. I think. Okay. Okay. Like if I was, if I was about to come and like some guy spilled his beer on my head, I'd be fucking furious. Yeah. All right. I but yeah. Noted. But yeah, I mean, I'd rather clean up gin and tonic than semen. Right. But yeah. Not to, del- not to like belabor this mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. small 
detail. But I just, you know, just kind of wondering what the thought process was there. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I think they're just trying to keep the keep the eating and the, the sex separate. And I appreciate that because I fucking hate <laughs> food involved in any sort of sexual play. Not to kink shame. If you like food, that's fine. I just, I personally can't do it. It's, I just, I think, it, I don't know if it's because I'm a food writer and it's too, I just can't do it. I can't do it and I won't do it. Anyway, <laughs> no food and drink in the playroom. <laughs> okay. Wow, you really blew it. Great crowd tonight, baby. Christ, I'm drained. Well, I'm ready. Let's go, baby. I came four times, you know. While Kay Parker is watching this orgy, just at, at the moment that this girl with pretty big tits is getting fucked doggy style, you just basically see her tits. She goes, no fake boobs here. That's what's so different about this moment. I think she, was she conducting a survey? Like, what does that mean, though? I don't you know. know. What I mean, I mean, she is right for that. one inspect every single breast in the room. Like, what are we saying here? Well, I think she's talking about the whole orgy because it is. There's a lot of. It's all, as far as I can tell, it looks to be all natural boobs. Um, but I, I don't know exactly when that commentary was that interview was conducted like maybe it was in the night like maybe fake boobs that were really popular mm. and she was just commenting on how they weren't popular in her day but I just like that she says right. that's what's so different about this moment like, yeah. <laughs> it's just okay. it's such a Kay Parker way of talking it's just a little a little mysterious a little what is she what is she really saying you don't know and that's I like what's it. going on in there. That's what it is. It's yeah. very what's what's going on in there to be on yeah. the fly to be a fly on the on the walls of this woman's mind. Oh man, it'd fascinating. Be wild. Yeah. yeah, it would be fun. I think she also comments like like me. She also keeps commenting on the moments where the guy comes and then immediately someone keeps sucking on him. Yeah, <laughs> but what she says is poor thing. Sitting there nursing that one drink. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I, hate I thought it. it was really funny. We need to move I on from foods and drinks and you know fucking I'm metaphors. Trying. I just I need it all to end, please, please. <laughs> I'm just working my way through. Also, um, in addition to boobs, there is one, two really massive uh dicks in this orgy one that's just like the length of my fucking forearm which was notable um yeah finally the orgy is over charlie comes out and he goes wow you really blew it great crowd crest i'm drained i came four times you know give you a call well, next friday we might even say charlie blew it but I'm, you know, Charlie got it blown. That's right. Charlie got it. Charlie got it blued. That's right. It was well, blute. Good for, you know what? Good for him. I guess, except for the part that he kind of kidnapped her. You know, yeah. it almost him and uh, fucking Gina basically conspired just, to kidnap her. It, it does seem like, yes, that framing is correct. 
Thank you. And for that, we absolutely hate Jaina. Yeah, I. Gina Jail just for gets Gina. worse. Jail for yeah. Gina. <laughs> she is funny though. She's got some great lines. Um, but anyway, he's like, "I'll give you a call next Friday." Well, so I'll give you a call next Friday, baby. Save your dime, Charlie. And the kids today—they don't know what that means. Yeah. If you told a, if someone's like, "I'll call you," you said, "Save your dime," they'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I know. I think that, gosh, I'm trying to remember the last time I used a payphone, but I think they were like a quarter when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. They were a quarter, a quarter to make a call. I don't yeah, I that is. Them. Yeah. You don't see many of those around here anymore. No, you'll see, like a, you'll see like a payphone stand where the phone has been removed. Yeah. And then R. it's got like a rat. A rat or something inside yeah <laughs> the critters have taken up yeah it's like yeah, housing like, in the telephone yeah. box <laughs> it's housing for rodents exactly that's right upcycling that's right so barbara goes home she's lying in her big gold bed touching her boobs and thinking about the orgy jerking off um but she's you know it's not a relaxing jerk off session she looks she looks quite conflicted and upset distressed then she takes some sort of pill and then katie i'm so sorry uh she walks by paul's room she stops she turns around an interesting thing about paul's room and you're gonna hate this so much um so as i mentioned earlier this is the writer and director's house Mm. and paul's room is their son's room Oh no! <laughs> I hate that. Oh my god! And Just entirely too close to home in every sense of the expression. Just too close to home. It's truly horrific. Um, because so, and the reason I uh, how I found that out was the person interviewing Kay Parker for the commentary was that son. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There are levels. So many levels. levels. So can of, you imagine? So many levels of discomfort right now. Can you imagine being a young man and your room is being used by your parents to make a movie about a mother fucking her son and your mom wrote it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. How do you how do you come back from that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of person, right? Like, I mean, for me, I would fine I, with it. I would, I would pass away. Um, yeah, that would that would put me down for the long haul forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, I would never come back from that. But I mean, he seemed fine with man. it. He said, he said, I still have that pendant because there's like a sports pendant flag thing mm-hmm. hanging on the wall. Um, so he seemed pretty chill about it. And so now in the movie, we've got music that sounds like porn music. Paul is lying on his bed, naked, moaning with an erection. And she says, Paul, are you okay? He doesn't answer. She's thinking about the orgy. She's looking at her son. She's really like, she keeps almost leaving the room. Then she starts touching his legs, touching his dick. Then she blows him while he is asleep. He wakes up to this and says, Jesus Christ. 
Oh my God. And I would just like to note that the Lord is not in this room with you, Paul. <laughs> the Lord is nowhere near. <laughs> oh God. Jesus Christ has abandoned you in this moment <laughs> as you put your hand in your mother's hair. Oh um, no. I mean, she's really in it. She's like basically rubbing. I feel. I even feel dirt like I usually nothing really makes me like blush or feel particularly like embarrassed but for describing this scene does because of the context like she's like rubbing her face on his cock it's a really long blowjob scene he's grabbing her boobs it's fingering her a little bit and then she gets on top and so like the thing about them being on is they're looking right at each other you know when you're on you like why that position man like i don't know i don't know um but anyway uh they're kissing she comes um and then you know she stays around for him to finish which shows some sort of fortitude in in that post nut moment to be able to like stay there uh to get titty fucked by your son and then you know he comes on the tits that gave him life (laughs) i'm sorry i said i have i have no words i really i don't have i don't have anything to contribute at all (laughs) i have i have have no words i mean kay parker for her part really enjoyed working with mike ranger um, and I think you see that. Like, if if you were to just watch the scene and not know, like, if you were to just watch a clip, you know, of the scene and not know that that is her son, supposed to be her, it's not her son, but not know it's supposed to be her son, it's a really hot scene. Like, it's a really well shot scene. It, uh, the angles are pretty good. Like, the passion is there. Everyone seems really into it. Everyone looks great. Um yeah, and that's that's effective. I mean, listen, this is like this is my ask for every film we review. Like, let it be mm-hmm. believable. Make it seem right. like everyone's having a nice time. But um the context for this one in particular, uh not a fan, not my mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh do not like. However. However, you know, once good good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. Um, But she said, you know, Kay's like, I just let the character take over. I was just like totally making love to his penis. Oh, she said. Oh, no, she called it delicious later. Hold on. She didn't say I was making. Later, she talks about the curvature of his delicious penis. Yeah. And what's funny about that is Curdy's son tries to like make some joke about his dick being too curved. Like, oh, he must be left handed or something. And she just shuts him down immediately. She's like, actually, his dick was amazing. Like, I, it worked wow. for me great. Yeah. She's wow. very like, she's like, you're not going to talk shit about that dick. And then he asked her if she came in the scene. And she's like, I rarely did. It's, you know, a private thing. It takes a while. And then she says, I think I came close because of the curvature in Mike's delicious penis. Worked for me so well. Um, I was very close. And then someone called cut. What's a girl to do? Well, yeah, we had asked Howie about this recently, and that's kind of the thing is like you are you're shooting a movie, 
The show yeah. must go on. Yeah, she said at one point, like, the cameraman was on top of her. I mean, wasn't fucking her, but, like, was on top of her at that angle to make it look, like, from Mike's point of view. And she's like, I didn't mind because he was pretty cute, too. Um, but, yeah, it's not real sex. You, you're, you have, yeah. you, they're starting, they're stopping. And so the fact that the scene, it flows, it doesn't drag in any spots. Like, they hit all the marks. It's a really well shot, really well done sex scene. Um, the director said he thinks it's the hottest sex scene ever filmed. Well, of course you would say that, but which is not very humble, but okay. Yeah. And she, Kay Parker also said there's an intensity in this scene that I think is very interesting. I should hope there's an intensity. It would be weird if everyone was laissez faire. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Given the subject matter, one would hope. Everyone yeah. is aware of the There should be emotion. The circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. As uh as the writer herself said, you know, there has to be a reason. There has to be motivation. Um oh, and then the Curdy son also asked her about, you know, did it bother her to have come on her face or someone come on her face? And she was like, Yeah, it's you know, it's not great, but sometimes it's completely natural. She's like, but it felt natural in this moment. But I think a lot of women just don't like it, which is hilariously the the same thing they determined on MILF Manor recently. Oh, did yes, you get to that come, episode? We, no, we've come full circle <laughs> once again. <laughs> yeah, they like it was horrific. They made these boys. Sorry, they're they're not boys. They're all at least 20. But um, they behave like boys. <clears throat> yeah, they make these these rowdy young men sit in a room with their moms, and then the moms get to pick a son and ask them a question. And some of the oh, women yeah. pick their some of the women pick their own sons, right? And one of them gets real intense about it. Charlene, it just. And then, yeah, the, the subject of coming on a woman's face comes up. And the guys, to their credit, are like, I think that's a case-by-case basis. Like, you have to have permission. And I was like, okay, good on Gen Z for that one. That's true. You do need permission. But then one of the guy's moms is like, I think it's fine. Ma'am, we know you're down to fuck a son. Yeah. You don't need to try that hard. Right? <laughs> It's not that serious. They're We're 20. Not, I know. Like, oh, God. How much enticing oh do you God. think they need? I know. The whole thing is so much. So when I first saw this movie, I quit watching it after that scene. Not because I was like disgusted, but I think like I was just like, oh, this is that's enough of that. And I was like, it's got to be almost over. It's not almost over. Like, there's actually a good bit of movie left after that, which to me is kind of nuts because you'd think that would be like the climactic scene and there'd be a little bit after it. But no, the next morning, Paul wakes up alone and that motherfucker wakes up smiling. Doesn't seem upset. The birds are singing. Paul's feeling fine. And there, but there's a note, a note on the kitchen table. And it says, dear Paul, we lost our heads last night. What we did was terribly wrong. We'll talk about it tonight when I get home. Love, your mother. And he just kind of like tosses his on the table. (laughs) I hate it. See, this is where I just feel like we could have just 
stopped. We didn't need to continue at this point. Oh. Just end just to end the movie. Like it's just too much. No, it goes you because know? now there's like there's more plot with the uh, Jerry. Remember Jerry, her boss? Yeah. Who's also uh, Uncle Milty, who sold who's the first person to sell uh the Pamela Anderson sex tape. That guy. Right, right. So anyway, she goes to work and she's all bummed out. And Jerry's like, oh, nothing can be as bad as all that. Why don't you take the day off? And he's kind of like grabbing her again, not on her boobs, but like on her shoulders and stuff. And then she's like, oh, I've got so much work to do. And he's like, oh, I'll take the day off too. Um, and then they go to the, to San Francisco and the beach. They do a lot. Um, and she just seems kind of fine. Like she just seems she's on a pleasant date. They get a cup of lobster. They share. I love that. They get a they get a balloon animal, and these are all just people who were working in the city. Like, and she says they were all very accommodating, and it, like it was pretty obvious they were shooting a porn because there was just one camera, and that was kind of the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they could only afford one camera, and a lot of porn was shot in San Francisco because L.A. was just overrun with police activity, and you could yeah. pretty much get away with anything in San Francisco. But yeah, she just goes on this night little date with Jerry. He's wearing those goddamn white pants. They get a very subpar balloon animal from a clown. It's strolling through San Francisco. The music is very romantic. It's a, it's another full song with lyrics about like how easy it is to love you. They get on this trolley and there are two girls on the trolley who are looking like directly at the camera. And you can tell they're like, oh, are is this a porn? Like <laughs> They're like staring right at the camera. Then they're back at this pier. Jerry gives her a little bouquet of flowers and she's just, you know, thrilled. She wanted romance. They kiss. Great. He takes her home and she's like, thanks a lot, Jerry. It, it really helped a lot. Uh, thanks for today. And he's like, oh, I'd love to see Paul. I haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's God. like, now's not the time, man. Yeah. Now's it's not the moment. Just, it's not the right moment. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know what? How about you come up, for, come over for supper tomorrow? And I, I still think that's too quick. I still think that's not the right moment. But whatever, Barbara, you schedule your shit however you want. And then he go, fucking Jerry is like, all right. Good guys always get laid last. Shut up, Jerry. Jerry, just shut. stop fucking talking, man. Just, just shut the fuck the up. Shut the fuck up. And also, you're doing well. You're you're punching out of your league, bro. Like, for real. And the situation's way more complicated than you realize, Jerry. <laughs> right. That was the most believable part of this whole movie. Which part? Guy. Jerry? Yeah. Jerry. Guy. Yeah. Jerry, stop. Stop Just... while you're ahead. And Oof. you are very ahead right now for where you should be. <laughs> so far ahead. Jerry? Just chill for a moment. Anyway, uh, Barbara walks in and Paul's on her bed blow drying his hair. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing like a robe, but it's like kind of open so you can see his, uh, you know, his flaccid dick and balls, which to me is not like, that's not a sexy scene to me. I'm just, the whole thing, I'm just like, oh no. Um, and then, do you remember, do you remember what he says to her when she walks in? No. He says, hi, mom. How come you're keeping your lover waiting? 
Hi, Mom. How come you're keeping your lover waiting? Paul, this is serious. What happened last night was entirely my fault. The thing about Taboo is that I think that it entered and immediately exited my brain. I have retained no information about this movie outside of the orgy scene because, again, as I've said before, I love interiors. And I was like, that's a neat interior space. You like the little sex cubbies. I did. I did like the cubbies. I enjoyed the cubbies. I bet you could build some. Yes, I bet I could build sex cubbies. I don't know what I'd do with them, but yes, I probably could. Well, you'd have sex with plywood. Oh, okay. Well, um, I live in an apartment, so I don't think I need those. You know what? We'll build them in my shed. There we go. It'll be a. Hey, you want to follow me up back? <laughs> no, follow me up back? See my sex keep cubbies? Walking. You, what do you yeah, think of that? No, we're going into the, we're going into the shed. <laughs> we're going into the shed. The Let's sex go, shed. The love shack, just, if you will. Oh, God. Yeah. It was I right there. That. I had to take it. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Immediately, Barbara's like, this is all my fault. I don't want you to feel any guilt any guilt about what I did to you. You know, she's trying to be like, I was the aggressor because she was. Um, You were the victim. You should not feel bad. And then he says, I thought we did it together. I want you to feel any guilt about what I did to you. We did it together. And then, and then Barbara starts to go off script. She says, it was lovely though, holding my darling boy in my arms again, just like when you were little. But it was so wrong. I hope it wasn't just like when he was little. I Yeah, I just, again, it's nice to remind yourself that this is not real. It's uh, it's fake. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, these are not real people. They are characters. They sure are. Um, but their choices are um, less than great. We'll just put not it ones way. we would make personally. Yeah, not no, <laughs> no. I don't think there's a single character in this movie who conducts their life in a way that I would conduct mine. But different. I times. mean, that's that's the thing about taboo is it's so fucking absurd. Like all of it yeah. is just like it's so. It's just there's so much. It's so much. You know what I mean? It's so much. And like, to me, it's not a troll, but there is a comedic. It feels very close to a troll to me. Right. And like, and so the thing is, is like shooting and scripting this very good sex scene. Like this, it is the best sex scene in the movie. And couching it in incest is kind of a troll on the viewer. Because you're like, look at you getting turned on by incest. Yeah. You know, which which makes it feel guilty. And some people are turned on by guilt. So there's like a lot, there's a lot going on. But yeah, it's so, it, it's hard to get truly offended by it. Because it's just so clearly not real life. Yeah, it's absurd. You know? It's, yeah, it's, it's very absurd. But anyway, Paul doesn't really think it was wrong. He says, look, Ma, look, Ma. I don't think any less of either one of us. 
It happened, and I gotta tell you, I want it to happen again. And then he starts fingering her through her pantyhose. It happened. And I gotta tell you, I want it to happen again. Helene, the writer, fucking hated the pantyhose. She was like, I think, she's just like, I fucking hate those pantyhose. I think it's disgusting. I wish they had taken them off. But she was not the director. Um... But anyway, Paul starts fingering her and she says, no, Paul, the word, fuck, I fucking, I blew it. She says, no, Paul, the world has a dirty word for this. And he says, nobody has to know. It's you and me and that's all. And she says, Paul, I am talking about incest. Which is like the iconic. There we go. Line. That's that's the taboo. There we go. That's it. That's the taboo. Um, But then she gives in. More pantyhose nonsense. Then he eats her out while fingering her. And, you know, again, I gotta say, he doesn't fuck like a teenager. He's a much more attentive lover than his father was. And um, comes on his mom's tits again. Womp womp. Again with the sucking after they nut. A lot of slurping sounds in this movie. Um... What's interesting about this scene is apparently people didn't react as strongly to this one as they did to that first one. I actually reacted more strongly to this one because it's I'm kind of like, you guys, enough. Like, like with the first time, I'm like, I don't I don't forgive it, but I'm like, okay, everyone's in an excited state. She just had a very traumatic night. You know, she's running to her son, who's like the only comforting presence in her life. But you're doing it again? You're Like, it happened again? To me, that's more shocking that it happens a second time. But Kay Parker thought that people didn't think this scene was as scandalous because he's the instigator in it. Whereas in the first right. one, she is. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> again, you know, like, <laughs> no... I don't, I just, it's, it's just, it's, it's silly to try to analyze something this. Sure. Like inflammatory. Like it's just. Right. It's so clearly meant to like upset people. (laughs) To scandalize. To scandalize people. Yeah. You know? So I just feel like it's, I just, it is what it is. Like I don't have any like real commentary to share beyond like not for me yeah. you know it's they're not doing for me. it again there it's happening all right uh and then now we go back to gina and her silent lovers by this point in the movie i actually i'm done looking at sex like i don't want to see any more sex but gina is of course having a three-way with her silent lovers barbara shows up and she's like oh shit who could that be um, the other two keep fucking. There's another cum shot. Interesting to note when Barbara walks in, you see a you see a Jim Croce album. I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Croce, but uh, I like him, so I went, "Hey, Jim Croce." Anyway, I do love that I for did. you. It's the details. Um, but when she leaves, it's a different album. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. I think they just shot it on different days or something. I think also that that was Uncle Milty's actual apartment. So I guess he was a Jim Croce fan. So Barbara sits down 
And Gina's like annoyed. She's like, I've just got my young stud in there and a young girl with the sweetest tasting pussy I ever ate. That's okay. I'll miss a few orgasms. All right, Gina, we get it. You fuck a lot. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to say, I wouldn't tell this woman anything. Um, and Barbara's like, you know, I can't resist him. I should say no, I can't, all this stuff. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just can't say no to him. Who? Paul. And she goes, are you telling me that you fucked your son, Paul? And then immediately starts jerking off. Gina. <laughs> Gina. Like, Reel it in. It's just. So, this is again goes back to my former point that like this movie is just ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's it's pretty funny. It's, it's comical how yeah. how like like these people just have no scruples. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's especially Gina. Yeah, there's no ethics. There's no moral code. Like they're just they're just running on fucking vibes. Yes. Yeah. They're just moving through the world, That's feeling right. their way through. So yeah, she's jerking off. And Barbara doesn't say stop jerking off. She says, the worst part is that I'm falling in love with Jerry. I don't think that's the worst part. I think the worst part is that you fucked your son, but agree to disagree. Yeah. Gina says, forget Jerry. You're just on the rebound. Tell me about Paul and keep jerking off. And then she just keeps telling her about Paul. And she says, when I, she just keeps providing this jerk off. You know what? Maybe that's just their relationship. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but at this point, it seems kind of like a. I don't think it's that deep, dude. I think it's it's just, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. This is not a mascara situation. (laughs) Not a mascara situation. We have moved far beyond that threshold at this point. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Oh, God. Anyway, so Barbara's like, when he touches me, I just want him inside me. And then. Gina's like, did you let him eat your pussy? Let him. He just did it. Oh, this is exciting. Did you suck his cock? Did he come in your mouth? Lots of it. Gobs and gobs of cum. Did he come in your mouth? Oh. Lots of it. Gobs and gobs of cum. I don't believe. I don't believe a woman wrote that. I don't believe a woman wrote that. Gobs and gobs of cum? Yeah. I don't know. She was a real stickler for her words being said exactly as they were in the script. Well, I stand corrected, evidently. I don't know. Just, I... (laughs) That could have been an ad lib. Gobs and gobs of cum. What off the ride? (laughs) (laughs) anyway then she comes finally finally barbara's like i don't believe this gina i come to you for help and you're having orgasms all over the room (laughs) (laughs) which is also very funny um this might be the funniest scene in the movie and she's like don't don't fight it I don't believe this. Gina, I come to you for help, and you're having orgasms all over the room. What am I going to do? Don't fight it. What kind of advice is that? And from my best friend, too. 
I'm sorry, Barbara. I don't know what to say. I've just never met anybody who's fucked their own son. A lot of help you are. Sorry, I just never met anybody who's fucked their own son. Fair point. Me neither. But my reaction <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah. We would hope so, Gina. But my reaction yeah. wouldn't be to jerk off. Um, but Kate, Kate Parker actually thought this scene was really funny. And she said, like, here we are, these two extremes. Here I am in my drama. And she's just so light. Yeah. It's true. She Again. is light. And, and Again, also that's a just... very, like, K way of describing this. Yeah bizarre dynamic between these two women. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what she's just here I am in my trauma and she's just so light about it. Yeah, I guess jerking off about it is lighter than cry, but it right. seems like an inappropriate reaction, but ah well. Uh, nevertheless. Nevertheless. <laughs> so then Barbara leaves. Gina goes and gets her pussy eaten by her one of her silent lovers because she's still horny and she's like imagine fucking your own son <laughs> no no absolutely not i don't want to uh so then finally finally jerry is over for dinner <laughs> wait sorry yeah you want to you talk about that yeah. it's giving never talk to me or my son ever again <laughs> How did we make it this far? <laughs> okay. Never talk to me or my son ever again. That's what I'm going to tweet when we release this episode. Jesus Christ. So speaking of that son, he's not very happy because Jerry's in his house in his Speedo in the pool and he starts groping his mom, and she's like, "Ah, oh, Paul might see us." Um, then they're like in the dining room, and it looks—I like, think they're having steaks or something. And Jerry's like, "Hey, you can come to my cabin in Lake Tahoe." And uh, Paul's like, "Oh, I'm busy, and I've lost my appetite." And he leaves, probably because Jerry isn't wearing pants. <laughs> He's just right, right. He's wearing like a a t-shirt or a polo shirt. And uh, and a speedo. Plus, he's mad that he has to share his mom with the guy in the speedo. And, it's all uh, very unfortunate. It's a tense situation, and Barbara's like, "Oh, you know how teenagers are." I guess. And then Jerry says, "All this eating is making me hungry. Come up here and give me dessert." <sighs> and then. <laughs> And then he's like, I've always been in love with you. And he's, she's like, yeah, I knew that, Jerry. And then he picks her up, carries her to the room. I will notice they change the sheets a lot on this bed. This bed doesn't have the, sh- the same set of sheets twice. Hmm. Okay. So that's good. That's Again, good hygiene. Interesting, interesting detail to pick up on. But you know what? Good for you. I'm, I did watch it just- five times. I was going to say, after a while, you start to notice these things. I sure do. Anyway, she still has her wine glass in hand. Now, all of a sudden, she's fine fucking with the lights on, um, which she was not with her ex-husband. 
Now a song starts playing that's about reaping what you sow, which is an interesting choice. Oh, God. I know. I hate that. (laughs) I just... You hated the song? Yeah. I just... I mean, they knew what they were doing, you know? Like... I think so. Again, this is like, this is another moment where you're like, you're... So you say this movie isn't a troll, but I actually think it is. Yeah, the word troll wasn't around, but it's, yeah, it's like, are you fucking with me? literally intended to incense people. Like, it's... it's, To what people? To incense them. Oh, to incense them. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, crafted to trigger people and piss them off. Yeah. She does, uh, oh yeah, she like sits on his face. It's not a very long sex scene. She did say, and then it was kind of mean, but she did, she wasn't mean. She said it was hard to work with Milton after working with Mike, even though he was very sweet. Oh, Which, that's sad. But again, I don't know. I have a hard time feeling, um, I don't think Milton gave a fuck. Like, yeah. Because like I said earlier, he made like a big deal about how he's going to, you know, lose a bunch of weight for this role. Because I think this was his first role where he was going to be like a character who actually fucks. Yeah. Um, And then he just never did. And then he just kept playing like husbands and sort of like everyman characters like that uh, construction worker in Champagne for Breakfast. Right. And he was a stunt cock. And I think he did. I don't think he gives a fuck. Like, he did fine. Yeah. Um, Anyway. They fuck. Post-sex, Jerry's all in love. He wants to get married. And um, Barbara's like, don't rush me. I just have to rearrange my priorities. My life is my life, and I do things my way. And part of my way is keeping you as my lover. And he says, and the other part of your way? She puts his finger over his mouth. The credits roll. End of movie. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, she's gonna keep fucking her son because the putting course. the the finger over the mouth. That's Kay Parker was so cute, actually. And she's like, "Yeah, I put my finger over his mouth. That's taboo." <laughs> the way she said, <laughs> "That's taboo." It was so cute. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's implied is like this is a woman. She's gonna start living life more like Gina. Yeah. Doing what this is, you know what? This is a movie about Gina corrupting. No, it's not about that at all. Again, <laughs> I'm reading too much into it. Um, yeah. So, uh, what'd you think? You like that? I'm very glad that we're done with this, and I'd like to never speak of it again. I'm sure it'll come up. Um, well, yeah, there's there's three more of them. Be- oh, god, being what it is in sort of this you know, adult film industry. I think that it's good. We got to talk about it, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I just, it's just not that serious. Like, yeah. It's, it's not that it's serious. Just, I, it's just, it's not that deep. I will say I do. I like the movie. I think it's a well-made porn. I think, you know, it's got a, it's got a storyline that you are invested in for obvious right. reasons. Right. Not saying I approve of incest, blah, blah, blah. But I think like it is an ambitious attempt at a crossover because 
it has a storyline that is not inherently like the whole thing isn't neatly erotic you know what i mean like it has conflict it has questions of morality and i think that's what they were trying to do with crossovers but unfortunately and i said this in part one when you're presenting something as erotic i think people want it to also be not problematic because people don't want to be turned on by problematic things right right which is impossible yeah under capitalism at least (laughs) i'm serious i know you think i'm doing a bit but i do think sexuality under capitalism is fucked and i do think the nuclear family is fucked and so like i mean i think uh i think it's a well-done crossover yeah well it's a movie it's a movie yeah so okay that was taboo. Can I just say I'm so proud of you? I hated it. So we have some news for our patrons. We just ordered mugs. I know we are long overdue, but we finally are getting them in and we will be shipping them shortly. Um, as usual, we want to thank all of our patrons, all of our listeners. We... Um, are so grateful to our producer Eleanor for yeah. editing this ridiculous podcast. And Claire, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just on the mugs. I'm the reason they took so long because one, you know, I broke my body and like wouldn't do anything for two months. But then also, uh, I was well. It was important to Katie also that we get them union printed. We wanted the little union bug on them. So I think that's pretty cool, and I think that's worth the wait. <laughs> Yeah. To drink so your we will, coffee. Yes. You will be getting your, you like that mugs in the mail here shortly. And if you would like a mug, you can subscribe to our patron. Yep. Patreon. You can, and if you would like a mug, you can subscribe to our Patreon. Claire, you want to tell our listeners where they can find us? You can find us on Twitter at you like that underscore pod. And that also has our link tree, which has a link to our Patreon, where you can find all the information on the different levels, including the one that will get you a mug. And that's all I have. Katie, again, thank you for going on this journey that you did not want to go on with me. Um, after we do the Richard Pacheco movie, I've got I got a film for you that I think you will like. Oh, good. But I think... Yeah, I'm gonna pick some. I'm gonna pick some, uh, some, some content for Katie. I think something well, we fun. We love that for me. Something without Jamie Gillis. Yeah, that's a I start. Think. Well, he wasn't in this one. He is in Taboo Four, though. Anyway. Oh, good. And with that, thank you all. See you later. Good night. Oh.